Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Bobby Moore and Jeff Hurst The trailer breaking and Billy Bones Stand united. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. I'm proud of our history. The West Ham United, more than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Uh, it is season nine. It is episode 43. And uh, we are back with no football. Um, Nigel's back. Uh, Nigel, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed watching uh... Shedman. Shedman. Oh, Sorry, you were saying. Really genuine. <laughs> I'm just watching uh, for the best West Ham in the 70s, uh, 1975 to 77. We've just beat Man United, Bobby Gold playing, and Billy Jennings has just scored. I think we're playing Stoke because Peter Shilton's in goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's nice. Uh, no, no uh, we haven't got oh, Nigel. Yeah. We've got no John. We've got no George. Uh, they're out. No, they're not breaking uh, the government guidelines. Um, George has got his dinner and uh, and John has got work tomorrow. So he needs an early night because we are recording at seven o'clock. But we, uh, we've got a substitute and that substitute is friend of the podcast, Canning Town Len. That's right. Good evening, good afternoon or good morning, Len. Good evening. Good evening. The Jeff Pike. The Jeff go, Pike of the podcast that. is off the bench again. Yeah, and, and, and just before air, he did a, a Sully um, uh, impression and a gold impression. You never know. He might slip one in. in the oh, hello. Hello, Sailor. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, look, it's been a busy seven days in, in uh, West Ham News. Uh, as normal, Clarence Hugh have been, been running about 15 stories a day. And I, I don't know how you the, do it, Sean, honestly. I have picked out my favourite 30 stories to discuss um, in the first half of the podcast with, with no football, which I will help. Let, let's talk really, really up to date first. Let's talk about the latest news because uh, we recorded this on a Monday night and the Premier League have been meeting all day. 
So uh, Karen Brady was our uh, representative, God bless her. Um, all day meeting from this morning. There was no vote. Um, it was discussed. In fact, um, hot off the press and, and Associated Press have just released this. Uh, the chief executive. Does anyone know the Premier League chief executive's name? It used oh, to be Scudamore, but I know it's some new geezer. Barrett, is it, or something like that? Richard Dick Masters. Masters, that's it. Dick Masters. Dick Masters. Yeah. Yeah. He does sound like a detective. He does. And he sounds like he should have a dog called Muttley as well or something like yeah, that. Yeah, with droopy ears. Yeah. So he's basically come out and said that curtailment, as he calls it, cancellation to you, Nigel, has been discussed for the first time with the Premier League. Um, and it has to be discussed because all options need to be discussed. Yep. He's also admitted for the first time that neutral grounds were discussed and said that the majority of clubs, and hear this, the majority of clubs would prefer to play at their own grounds, which is an interesting comment. But and every the final... club would want to play at their own ground. All right. So, so, And the final element of this uh, uh, quotes is he well he said no conclusions were were reached on either either um the curtailment or the uh, neutral grounds and of course they kicked the can down the road a little bit was that they discussed that players can, they did agree one thing and that is players can extend their contracts beyond the 30th of june to the end of the season but it must be agreed by both parties the player and the club and uh, they need to decide or vote on that no later than the 23rd of June. Not to leave it to the last week or anything, but they need to uh, ratify that with the Premier League. So not a lot has come out, but here's one bit that the, the Brighton Argus have released. Uh, Brian Owen and the Brighton Argus has released. We've run it, KMB have run it, and a number of other people run it. Today... Um, we, we've been running a thing about a little Star Wars theme, the Rebel Alliance. So a lot of people have been talking about the bottom six clubs have been the clubs to oppose the neutral ground uh, behind closed doors. Um, they have said the bottom six are, I think the, the top clubs have been calling them Project Sabotage. Oh. It's come out today that there are 12 clubs that opposing neutral grounds. And that's why Richard Masters said this evening, uh, the majority would like to play at their home ground. So in my view, unless you, t- I'm going to come to you to use to, um, the neutral ground idea is dead and buried, unless you disagree, Nigel. No, it does seem like that they got, you know, the, I don't like the Rebel Alliance because the Rebel Alliance were the good guys. Uh, against the Empire in Star Wars. Well, we, we are the good guys. We're so, part of the no, Rebel Alliance. No, no. So uh, I'm not a fan of calling them the Rebel Alliance. But anyway, we'll call them that. So the Rebel Alliance have managed to get enough numbers to scuff hard the um, neutral well, majority. ground. That's the, yeah. They're not have. a majority, I don't think, but they've got enough of a well, minority to stop the 12 majority. Twelve of them. There's, there's 12, 12 now. clubs. You Where need were the 12 clubs 12. in? Twelve. Well, they didn't release it, but it's oh, been heavily released. Right. Well, there you go, then. It's 12 clubs. Well, tell us who now, they if you are, think then, if they've got it, nothing to well, I know eight of them. So it's it's the bottom six, yeah. plus Southampton, plus um, Sheffield United, who didn't like it because they were heading for Europe. I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle joined. I don't know who the others are. 
maybe others didn't fancy um, playing uh, at neutral grounds when they had, you know, it's worth £2.2 million a place and and European places are up for grabs and Champions Leagues are up for grabs. So, you know, it's not just relegation. No. Stories came came out in in the week that... um, Certain clubs, the bottom clubs, were being blackmailed, and particularly Aston Villa and uh, Norwich. Now, whichever way you end the season, apart from calling it null and void, Brighton, uh, sorry, um, Norwich and Villa probably go down. You know, whether you do points per game, weighted points per game, uh, as it ends now, they all go down. So the idea was they were being blackmailed to say, look, you've got a better chance of playing neutral grounds. It's this plan, neutral grounds, or nothing. Otherwise, we're just going to end the season and you're going to be relegated anyway. Which, if true, is a very sorry state of affairs because the Premier League would want us to believe that they've got the health and safety of the players at the heart of everything they want to do. And it's not about the money. Is it about the money, Len? Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, isn't um, it? Well, it is. And uh, we spoke to a friend of yours, Len, uh, Huey did earlier this week uh, in the run-up to the 1980 FA Cup anniversary, Phil Parks. Um, and Phil Parks pretty much said that. It's, it's about the money. He called it immorally wrong that we should be trying to get football back up and running yeah, uh, while people are still dying. Yeah. It don't. Do you know what? It, it's got to the point now. Well, I noticed when I seen the few bits on YouTube. But we're talking about football, but I'm not, I don't feel what you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? It's like football doesn't kind of exist at the moment. I'm struggling to remember the team that we used to put out, and I'm wondering how we go from here. Well, it, it is. Um, I mean, obviously, the government gave a green light today. So if you read read the fifty page document, then. No, I didn't. Um, it says <laughs> it. Well, I, I read it for you. Thank so you. It, it's it says that, uh, and of course, it's on Clarence New. It says that football can be started, but no earlier than the first of June. And it says it doesn't discount stadiums, uh, uh, fans Turkey, uh, coming back to sports stadiums if they can accommodate social distancing. Now. I'm not sure how football nah. accommodates social distancing, so it, it seems to be out. But but here's the challenge, and, and I want to get both your views on this. If football can't start till the 1st of June, how are they going to get match fit? We, we already know, and I ran today, uh, David Moyes has returned to London. Uh, he was in his Lancashire home. He travelled down in the car on his own last week. He's allowed to do that because he couldn't work from home as a football coach. He was allowed to make the journey to his Stratford flat. He's living in the Stratford flat, uh, same block as um, Dan Randolph, uh, on his own. He's travelling to um, to Rush Green. He's training with a small group of players, less than five. They're all socially distancing, and there's there's certain rules around that. Um, but but there's no contact. Right, there's no handshakes, there's no tackles, there's no throw-ins. They have to wear gloves, they have to wear masks. Everything has to be disinfected. They must drive cars on their own. They must park free at the park. They're not allowed to use the building. There's no massages. They can only go to the, the building to use the toilet. How do 
players, and I'm going to ask Nigel this, how do players get match fit? The two months they haven't been playing is like a normal summer. and You'd go through a full pre-season. Um, and, and yesterday, and if you haven't listened to the podcast, listen to my, my interview with uh, David Cross about the 1980 uh, FA Cup. But in, in the same time, I spoke to him about his view on, on restarting football. His view was you need a pre-season. And in fact, he went as far to say uh, cancel next season altogether and just concentrate on restarting this season when it's safe to do so, however long it takes, which I know of you, Nigel's taken. Nigel, do you you see it's even feasible to to get players fit by June? No, but not by the 1st of June, because that's only two. Well, the the thing is, is, if you say the 12th of June, they've got a month for training, they can do it separately. The only thing I would say is it's the same for every club. No one club has got to jump on another club or everything, so everybody is still in the same boat. So I don't see a problem with them not having pre-season friendlies or warm-up games or whatever. And, and how about Cross's um, psycho's view of, of cancelling next season just to finish this one as long as it takes? Do you do, do you agree with that? Well, I'd, you know, there's various ways of doing it, aren't they? I've, I've, I've long argued that actually this is a good opportunity for football to rewrite its the way it's played and move to a season that's January to October. They're going to have to do that eventually anyway for that World Cup, aren't they? No, that, that's what I'm saying. So, And this is the thing. There's a bit of short-termism. They're not looking at, actually, this is a great time for about two or three years to have a January to October season. And then that t- allows for the Qatar World Cup because the Qatar World Cup is going to cause a problem in 2022. And yet, that's only like two years away, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's been on my mind. So, there you go. Let's talk about some other stories in the week that involve this. So, uh, Cameron Brady uh, used the sun column to talk about disinfecting the grass. Uh, For years, people have said... Disinfecting uh, the grass? She did write a story saying we'd have to disinfect everything from the grass. And it went on with all her concerns of why football shouldn't restart. She's been accused of a conflict of interest for many years. (laughs) It could be said, for finally, she's actually... (laughs) using her column to do the club's bidding? Or do you disagree with that, uh, Nigel? No, yeah, I, I don't disagree with it, no. I, th- that's what she does, isn't it? Yeah, but she, don't you believe that now she's using it for good effect? No. To put a, she a point of view in a public... No. no. I do believe that. Yeah, well, of course you right, do. I'm going to ask Len then. <laughs> Len? Yeah. I... Just, just so I'm sure. Before I say no, yeah. say it again. <laughs> she, she, she put. She wrote a long one thousand word article in her, in her um, Sun column, yeah. saying these are all the complex reasons why the season it will be difficult to restart. Players, welfare, etc. You've got to disinfect everything, and she said, including the grass, and that was a headline. Brady says the grass must be disinfected. Now that's a bit of tongue in cheek, but she's doing the club's bidding, isn't she? In her column. Isn't that the right thing to do, to represent the club's interests in a column, finally? No, she shouldn't write a column. Go on, then. No, I mean, no, Sean, really. Let, let I mean, you're saying, you're saying 
I don't. I don't do you do your about... Karen impression? No. <laughs> do you do the Karen voice or not? No, I don't. Have I done that yet? Who I don't think I have, have I? Who, who does the Karen voice? Can you, can you reveal that? Have we done the Karen voice yet? There has been a Karen what? voice. Actually, no, that was me. No, no that was me. I pitched myself. <laughs> oh, you do do the Karen voice. <laughs> yeah, I did. I pitched that up, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Come on, um, you are the Frank Oz of West Ham. No. You do them all. To be honest, if you're talking about disinfecting grass, I mean, a medical expert, I want to hear from that. I mean, not really, Sean. I know what you're trying okay, to say, fine. but no. The government right. have already come Let out me... and said that the, the virus, the reason why they're allowing people to go out more uh, and exercise, as long as you keep socially distant from the people, as long as you like, is the virus doesn't travel in the open air as, as anywhere as much yeah. as it does at home. All right. The next story. Club doctors wrote to the PL with a hundred concerns, a hundred questions. Yeah. If club doctors, I mean, they've got to have some uh, credibility, haven't they? They have, yeah. Karen Brady, I eh? but yeah, club doctors do. So, I mean, uh, that was publicised. I don't see we've got the answers, but I saw some of the the questions, and they want clarification over it. I still don't think there's clarification. Manuel Lanzini also spoke to the. Argentinian press, Manuel. he said it would be uh, Manuel, Manuel uh, Lanzini said it would be crazy to return to football mm. without a vaccine. Yeah, it is. Fine, it is Manny, take a pay cut, son. Take your money. <laughs> if you don't want to yeah. put no, hold up, because it's easy with him. You know, we ain't got a vaccine with a common cold. Let's get this right. That's true. Yeah? So you, you could wait for a year to two years. Is he still going to want to be paid his contract? I ain't got a problem with them saying we're not playing till there's a vaccine. It could be a year and a half. That's fine. You ain't getting your money, though. Right. Well, Fair enough, okay. really. Mark Noble was on, I don't know if you watched it, Sky One, uh, Red Naps Home Fixtures, and he was playing, um, he was doing penalties in his socks into a bucket. Did you see this? No. No. Interestingly, and you'll love this, a little bit of trivia here. And if you can get a, well, George sent us a, a, a screen grab, which will slightly uh, upset the club. Sky used the old badge, Nigel. <gasps> Go on, the Sky. Oh, dear. <laughs> Shocking. But Mark Noble, when asked, said it would be morally wrong for the season to be declared null and void and for Liverpool not to win the title because they absolutely deserved it in the way they played. Well, do, do you make life, him right, Len? I kind of, but, you know, that's life. I mean, it was... Heiser was morally wrong. Do you, do, you, do you want Liverpool to win the title? Let's be honest. I, honestly, I don't care. If they got it, I'll say good on them. Yeah, they deserve it. If they didn't, well, I'll say, well, I'll cheese. Okay. All right. Nigel, you've said before you, you want Liverpool to win the title, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I think the, the the title should be awarded. Relegation should be played for, and you know, for me, as I said, I've always said, for me, you've got until December anyway to finish the season. Okay, yeah. Well, another thing is, if the if the season was declared null and void, the EFL chairman Rick, someone has said, Stein, the EFL, you know, there used to be like. Um, Executive of the Premier League uh, and Will also... Will is not Rick Stein. Oh, do you want to go and double-check that? 
Oh, I won't double Rick, check no, it. No, what's his? Not Rick Stein. What's his name? It's, it's Rick Parry. Uh, Parry, but it's the it. bloke I was thinking of, uh, curly hair and, and <laughs> a tat. You said Rick Stein. Yeah, no, it's not Rick Stein. That's, that's a, a fish. fish. Yeah, fish chef, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. I don't yeah. even like fish. Oh, uh, I've, I've, I don't know. I fancy some meals now. No, some meals garni, yeah. eh? Rick Parry. Sorry. <laughs> well, they, they've, said, yeah. they've said that the, they will sue, but this is the big story. Apparently, if there is no you, – you'll know that West Ham and other clubs have caught, said if we resume on neutral grounds, there can be no relegation. EFL, Rick Parry, has said he's sue. But here's, here's the interesting thing. The FA have special powers that when the Premier League was created, a legal document was created, and the FA retained a special power that could block uh, the Premier League not allowing relegation or promotion. And the FA have let it known to the media they would, um, they would use that. And I, I, I don't see this as an option, right? If you, if you expunge all the detail, if you expunge all the um, results so it didn't exist and, and Liverpool aren't champions anymore and no one gets relegated, you know, West Brom and Leeds will rightly sue and I can see the FA blocking it and it being very messy. If you use the finish it as it is, it's unfair to Aston Villa and their suit because they've played one game less well, and no, one win but for this Aston is the Villa. Thing. If you finish it as it is, but th- th- there's different variations, aren't they? I was just going to no, no, mention... No, let me finish. I was gonna go, I'm going to go on, though. If we finish it as it is, um, Aston Villa will complain they've played one less. They're less than three, three points. One win would get them out of the relegation zone. So they will sue. Then there's the points per game variant, which would save West Ham in 16th place but relegate Aston Villa. And then you've got um, the weighted points per view, uh, points per game, which looks at away and home. And in that one, Bournemouth are saved, West Ham go down. That's the one being discussed in the last week by League One and Two. So this is what the EFL prefer as the fairest way. And, and in fact, when I spoke to David Cross on Sunday, he said, by default, we're a fair nation. We're a fair-minded people when we want whatever's fairest. Well, what's ever fairest is the way to solution uh, or, or points per game. That, and I wrote an article today saying, be careful what you wish for. West Ham stance could backfire on the majorly. If we push for no neutral games and no football, we could end up with weighted points per game and be automatically relegated. And that, that's the truth of it. But is that so not the fairest way to do it, though? And the thing is, because you have to look at the way people play at home and away, and you have to, if you're going to do it and and second guess, because, you know, I've often said you can't just second guess it for a start because no one would have predicted Watford 3 Liverpool nil. That's right. No. So there's. But but it would be harsh on West Ham to be relegated, which create a new record, to be relegated by 0.2 points. That would create a new. You can't, that's why that, that. That's out of the way, that theory, because you can't, when you... I'll tell you what, no it ain't out of the way. You can't it's not out of the way, Len. It's not, it isn't. It, it, well, you can't have a point what, of a goal. You can't score half a goal, can you? So yeah, you it's the way the French yeah. League uh, settled oh, theirs by using <laughs> points per game. This is weighted points per game, which League 1 and League 2 and the EFL prefer. And there's a good chance that... And, and guess what? Well, if, everybody, if, everybody's against the neutral grounds, Len. But guess what? When it comes down to weighted PPL, 
Who's the only losers? There's West only Ham. one club. West Ham. West Ham. So who cares? Because they ate West Ham most of the time. So what clubs oh. are going to come? What other 13 clubs are going to come to my rescue when plucky old None. West Ham? None. None. You're right. That, You're that's right. why they've they got yeah. to go out and play the games. And if it yeah. needs to be neutral, fucking play it neutral. Because I still think we've got enough to stay up. And that's why I don't get West Ham's yeah. stance. We're always but, looking at the negative. I know what you're saying, but I feel like we're being pressured into that when really yeah. the thing that we that, that, that should happen is stop football, let's get further down the line, see where we have a vaccine and the, the curve coming down, whatever. Then we pick up how we left off. After that, you can... Okay, that's fine. We, but that's all on the players there because I'd happily do that. I'll back that to the hill. There's only one condition for me, for me though, is the players have to say... We're not getting paid then. Well, that's fine. They're not going to be short, are they? But I know what you're doing. Will they involved and stuff like that. Look, you know, someone's going to be unhappy. And if it's the footballers, who cares? Well, that's, that's exactly what, exactly again, right. I say name drop and say that's what David Cross said. But I've, I've, I've transcribed it. That's exactly what he said. He's glad he's not making the decision because some people will be very happy and some people will be very unhappy. Mm. And it's a no-win situation. I hate to keep on quoting him, but it was a cracking interview. Listen to the podcast. Read the article I wrote. He's right. No, Someone's going to be unhappy and someone's going to be happy, and it's going to be a no-win. Let's move on. The PFA say the games could be shorter than 90 minutes, like 45 oh, minutes less. And, and there's a joke on... <laughs> yeah, suddenly... Five subs. There's rule changes. There's going to be five substitutes. Um, players must wear masks. VAR doesn't have to be used. There's some jokes. Game. What's next? Is jumpers for goalposts. Five aside. It, it, do you agree with the PFA that the game should be shorter? Would that reduce the risk, Len? No, they're just being idiots. If there's a risk like that, then don't play. Yeah. Would, yeah. So it's the other clause comes out though. Is it true? Is there a chance wow. it could be like not? People just trying to fill content exactly, in yeah. papers. Uh, the other story that's come out, Len, funny you should say that, is players might, and we know this is true because other people have written about it, players might be required to sign legal waivers, although some people said they're not legal waivers, they're like charters. But can you imagine players signing up to charters to say they will do this, they will do this, they will do this? It's almost a disclaimer to the clubs and the PL yeah, really. saying, well, if you don't do that and you die, it's your own fault. Can you see agents or legal representatives of players going, no, no, you shouldn't sign one of them? I just think it's yeah, another nail in the coffin. What, you think they will sign? No, they, they will say you can't sign one of them. That's what they'll say. Yeah. They won't sign it. They won't sign Nigel, your part, Goalkeepers Union, would you sign it if you, if you were playing a, a disclaimer and a charter to say you're going to buy by the rules? So I was just watching Alan Devonshire was wearing number nine in the game, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I've never seen that, that before. I saw that. I saw that. Is this that, a live... What you put up, that, 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 that's 77, 76. Yeah, that's it, yeah. nine, it? That's what it is, I yeah. saw that. Oh, this is much better. Suddenly the podcast <laughs> is popped up. Let's talk about Devil Look, it's we're, when it comes to the night, look... Get the beers in. Oh, about dear. We're going to come to that in a minute. It's got to be better than the, the PFA. We'll have to do. We'll have to try that. Next, next show we do, right, we'll just do one player. Instead of a season, yeah. we'll do a player. 
And we sit right, and I'm talk just going to fini- finish off on the... Just to ruin Sean's um, show, look. <laughs> yeah. um, the, last, the last story... It can say we're waning now, look. Yeah. We're going to move on to some player stories. But the last story related to the suspension of football is holiday clauses. Apparently, every player is entitled to five weeks holiday and at least three weeks continuous which has to be used by the 30th of June. And and what the PFA and others are saying is that's in everybody's contracts and they're contractually obliged to have it and contracts need to be written if uh, if they're going to if clubs are going to renege on that or or they need to be compensated. Players are not just going to roll over. It's it's just every place you turn there seems to be so what, I hope I hope football owners use this as a wake up call because the thing is if football owners stuck together they could take back control from the players I get in the old days that you know before the 60s when they were on the minimum wage you know they had a maximum wage so everybody got 20 quid in the in the or not everybody the best players just got 20 quid in the summer and 15 quid sorry 15 quid in the summer 20 quid during the season you know and there was the old joke about the player i think it was a fulham player they gave johnny ains 20 quid in the winter to play and 20 quid in the summer and the bloke, another Fulham player, walked in and he got up a 20, 15 or 20 quid in the football season. He only got offered a tenner in the summer. And he said, well, hold up a minute. Why am I getting less than Johnny Ains? And they went, well, Johnny Ains is a better player than you. And he went, well, not in the summer when we're not playing, he ain't. And to be <laughs> fair, he had a point. <laughs> yeah. So, so someone asked on Twitter, is this our longest unbeaten run? Uh. What about 86? Yeah, we're getting well, 86. Oh, oh, no, it's not It's not our longest unbeaten. If you include, what about if you include the snow month, though? In it? No, what yeah, but that? because what happened is when we came back, we lost to Villa and Forest. Yeah, I remember losing the Forest. That's done. That yeah, we lost, metal, we lost to Villa. The people missed this. We lost to Villa away 2 1, and Villa went down that season. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Sheffield Wednesday out. In the cup, in Sorry. the cup, yeah, Strong. but that game, Sorry, came, that game popped up Sheffield Wednesday because we'd just done the two Man United games, yeah, didn't we? And then we had to rush to Sheffield Wednesday on the midweek. Simple performance. Can I ask you a football yeah. question? Go yeah, on. go for it. Did either of you watch the K League in in South Korea behind closed doors to get a a feeling no, of of what football is going to be like? So they're wearing masks, they were doing fist bumps. It was very eerie. What are they doing? You know, fist pumps. They, they oh. weren't allowed to shake, but they were doing fist pumps. Oh, why? Um, and it was, um, I, I ran a story about West Ham, and you'll know more about this, when we played the ghost match behind closed doors. And I said, we've been there before. I don't know if you two's yeah, has done this. That. as a, yeah. You've Thanks done it. Um, yeah, well done, one. Sean. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, I did think you had. I think you had done that. So. <laughs> it blurs. I've got a short-term memory issue. But... Um, it will be weird, um, and as uh, the Guardian just wrote, you know, and I think you you did the story about someone came down, didn't they? Was it, was it Len, um, yeah, Len Kearns and said, uh, stop swearing, please. The director's asked you to stop swearing. It it would be very, very strange. And they did pump in um, the Korean League um, artificial noise, which apparently sounded realistic. Boom, boom, we've got... Boom. The, we've, 
We've got the um, no, Bundesliga oh, starting, haven't we, this week? We've got the what? Bundesliga. Apparently, yes. yeah. So, so I'm going to ask you, what, what, what team are you going to support? I'm going to support Bayern Leverkusen because Billy oh, and no. Jim, who stand in front of me, are massive Bayern Leverkusen nuts. And, and their mates they bring with them sometimes. I ain't kidding. They no, do about not, not having that, mate. ten. Not having it. Well, you know, at least, you know, I've got to think here. They've got to talk to people. Le- Leverkusen are the Millwall to, to, to my time. Are they? Yeah. What do you mean? How? Cologne. Oh, okay, to so your team. Cologne, yeah. You must have a little bit of pedigree going back to Germany, Nigel. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Um, uh, a friend of the show and podcast listener, uh, Eby. Eby. Uh, Eby. I, I, yeah, I spent, you know, one of the best football weekends I'd ever had. If not the best football weekend I'd ever had was, was with him in December. And I can't wait to go back out there as soon as I can. Uh, he took me to Cologne. And to be fair, he took me to uh, see a- another club, Osnabrück. And I think I sort of fell in love with them. They, they play in a 20,000-seater stadium. It's Bundesliga 2. And the atmosphere was just electric. Like the whole ground. You know, it was like the, the good old days. And, and I know people sneer about the the ultras and all that, but in Germany, I tell you, they do it proper and they do it. And it's a great, great day out to, to go to the game. So I've got Cologne in Bundesliga 1 and Osnabrück uh, VFL in um, Bundesliga 2 that I will try and tune in and watch. Well, I will be supporting Bayern Munich and you're going to say Glory Hunter. Oh, but hang on a minute. Fucking Glory hang on, Hunter. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Coming is a reason. On George's, on George's <laughs> stag do. In right, Prague. We went to Munich. We went to Munich. Prague. Right. Did you not? All right. It was someone. Oh, it was. Sorry, it wasn't. It was his uncle. <laughs> oh, <Rob. laughs> no, you never. Yeah, I remember you went Munich. Yeah, it was Rob. You, you snuck out. Yeah, it was you? Rob's. So it was Rob's. Yeah. So it's 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 John's brother. John's brother's dad do. We went to Munich, and we were supposed to go to uh, to an escape room that they'd laid on the the stag had laid on, and myself and my mate Gary, my cousin Gary, who's a West Ham fan. Snuck off while we were on the tube. Why you say that? And my mate Gary, and then you slip in, it's yeah. your cousin. Instead of saying, Well, he's your mate and my cousin, it's the same thing. You know? Yeah. Well, we were friends. Me, John, and Gary were best of friends. It was irrelevant. He's a cousin. So, anyway, we snuck off to the Allianz and watch Munich. And it's the only German game I've seen. It was an amazing experience standing up in the terraces, drinking beer in our seat. Brilliant. And that is my. That's my uh, reason for supporting Bayern Munich uh, and not... Who were they playing that day? Oh, do you know what? I'd have to look it up. I've got the ticket somewhere. I can't remember. I've got some I will never forget seeing Cologne because Cologne beat Leverkusen 3-0. Fantastic game, even though the Leverkusen five times let off flares. Oh, yeah, they let off flares, by the way. I mean, they do like their flares there. Yeah, and do, do you know what? How much do you reckon a ticket cost me? I bought it off off the internet, ticketless on my mobile phone on on the day of the morning of the game, right? How much do you reckon I paid for my ticket? Thirty five euros. Try again in pounds. In quid, twelve quid. 
Well, uh, if you put Euros, you're about right. It cost me yeah. a tenner. A yeah. tenner right next to the away fans, standing up, 10 quid, bought on the morning of the, yeah. of, of the game. Terrific, terrific. Listen, wonderful Premier experience. League clubs. Listen. And I'll tell you what, the, the food was amazing. The beer was amazing. You know, no trouble, even though it got a bit scary when they get all those fireworks out and you think someone's going to get hurt. But, you know, the fire brigade put them out in buckets and everything. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Some some football stories. Anatovic uh, has done an interview to say he's a bit like Marmite. He's a uh, love-hate figure with fans. Do you forgive him? Len? I didn't, um, I didn't have much of a problem with it, per se. When he Did went you have him back, no, I won't have him back because he's an older player, and you know you you need to look a little, you know, bit bit more forward thinking. And it's it's the same with Paye. He's putting. I know they're still good players. Don't get me wrong, but you, we need to work on something, um, some kind of master plan to take us forward a little bit. But I didn't have, mm-hmm. I didn't have too much of a problem with Anarvich. I don't know why because I'd kind of accepted. I did have a problem with the money we got for him. I thought it was worth a bit more than that. I wouldn't. I, I thought. I know people. I know where people are coming from. I know why they get upset about everything. But I thought he did a job for us. And if he wanted to go to a bigger club, I wouldn't have minded. Uh, and if he wanted to go to China for the cash, you know, that's up to him. He, he doesn't get any respect for it, but. A twenty-five won a lot. I thought it was a forty million player. I wouldn't have minded mm-hmm. getting that forty million for him and getting two players because I thought the it felt at the time that the, um, the 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 recruitment wasn't was going quite well. To be honest, okay. and I thought he, I thought he, I thought he he done well out of Moyes because Moyes put him at the centre point, so his the, the the team was around him, so that helped him out. I don't remember him seeing him doing much on the wing for Stoke to be honest so I thought we'd we'd inflated a player's value probably a little bit dis- disproportionately because of the way we played the game we didn't really play with a striker when he was enjoying himself under Moyes and I thought if we would have cashed in okay got a few quid put it behind us move on and go in a better direction but you know hmm. didn't happen Fair enough. moving on Tony Cotty has urged West Ham to double Declan Rice's wages if they've got any hope of keeping him. The stories haven't dried up. Uh, Chelsea in prominent position for him, prepared to pay the money maybe if Kante leaves. Seventy million or more. Uh, do you make uh, TC right, Nigel? Double his wages now to keep him. If he's going to go, he's going to go. Oh, I don't, you know, in this current climate, I don't know any club really that would double his, double any player's wages to keep them. Plus, and, and this is I mean, the he's thing. On 35, in, in he's the, gone a basic right, of 35 in, in, and loads of different bonuses. In, in the current climate, the money West Ham would get for him we could, could ease a lot of the trouble. And this is what us fans don't see. I just and don't the fact think is, there's a market, though. Right. The, 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 well, you say there's not a market, but if Chelsea are actually going to do it, then there is a market, if you get me drift. Yeah. So if, well, we'll if there ain't a market, if Chelsea come in for him, 
then West Ham have to look where they are financially. At the end Ch- of the day, the most, important thing, effect, up, the most important thing is that football continues and West Ham as a club continues in a solvent way. Yeah? And I haven't become Golden Sullivan lovers overnight or whatever, but you've got to understand, we've got to understand that things have changed. You know, people ain't just going to... We, we haven't got owners that can just bankroll a football club. Yeah, well done. Well said. But but I think Chelsea, Abramovich has given up being the sugar daddy and Chelsea would have to sell to buy Declan Rice. Yeah. Um, same with Diop. Arsenal now mentioning the race for Diop. I understand we wouldn't let him go on the cheap. We'd want at least twice the price we paid for him. So at 20 40. points, it'll be 41. I think we paid 20 and a half. Uh, for him a million, so we'd want 41 million. Now, I don't know whether De- um, Diop warrants a 41 million pound price tag, but again, I'd be surprised if Arsenal or Man United or Spurs would pay 41 million pound from Diop. And personally, I don't think he's been that great. I, I would take that easily. I'm not sure I'd, I'd want to sell rice, but Diop, I'd certainly take the money and reinvest. Well, the deal up the last season, maybe not the first one. No, yeah, you can say that about a lot of players. Though, yeah, you can't can, you? really. Well, you can. F- final player story. Ngakia, uh has been offered a deal. Now, we've been sort of keeping this one back, but the story's sort of broken now, so I'm going to talk about it. And, you know, I've spoken to you guys about it. But Ngakia has had a deal on the table. They've offered him a new deal. He's waiting for someone to it read a- it to him. It was, oh, oh, that's a bit unfair. You can't he's say gone that. there again. Someone uh, else said he, that. He has, he apparently <laughs> accepted the deal and so does his agent. But apparently there's a number of agents, including Declan Rice's agent, circling around the youngster. I mean, this guy was nearly released before he got his breakthrough. And yet now he's been offered, he's been going to be offered a big long-term deal. Um, but apparently some of the top agents are are vying to take him over as their client, and that could put a spanner in the works. And this is why the owners um, need to get a grip of football and take back the, the you know, because of players like this. We, we find out how good he is probably by accident, I, I bet, because at yeah, the end of the day, you know, I think he, you're right. he was I the only right. right back. You know, it's a bit like Harry Kane at Tottenham, to be fair. They, yeah. you know, nobody knew how good he was. He, he got slung in because they had no one left and he scored goals. And then he became undroppable because he kept scoring. And, and Gakia yeah. showed in the two Liverpool games how good he was. So now he wouldn't have got those chances if Fredericks or Zabaleta had been worth, had been fit enough to play in those games. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a bit hard, you know, there's a, you say the club are going to be prepared to let him go, so they obviously didn't fancy him. And then, so there was no faith in him. And then all of a sudden, he gets cut the games. We think, oh, we got a diamond here. We've got to keep him. But then the agent's like, well, hold up a minute. You know, this this kid, you know, we could we could make a few bob out of him. Yeah, that's and, exactly what it is. Yeah, but then it's for football to get a grip with. Now's the chance for football to get a grip with the agents and the way they operate and drive them out of the game. Yeah, because if football players ain't playing and there's not being transferred, guess who's not earning money? Agents. 
Yeah. And if agents yeah. ain't True. earning money. And that's what worries them even right? more. This is the thing. When football starts, oh, my life, they'll be pushing left, right, and centre. Yeah, this is I know football's chance right. to drive agents out of the game. And nobody will oh, cry for them. Jesus. We, we've agreed on something. For, yeah. Finally on this podcast. Uh, I draw myself agree. Last story before we move on to the anniversary. And I know you said this wasn't a story, but I ran it anyway. Uh, the Victoria Tavern has announced oh, yeah. it's closed its doors. The the landlords on a Facebook group said that basically the lease was up. Uh, it wasn't to do with money. It wasn't about West Ham moving away. It wasn't due to anything else. The lease was up. It wasn't being renewed. I think they want to turn it into flats. But they would find somewhere in Stratford. Uh, at the same time, the Bolin Tavern, I mean, all pubs are shut, is being redeveloped. I think it's being turned into a hostel with a small bar in the bottom right next to Upton Gardens, which, of course, fourth-year anniversary yesterday of of leaving uh, the bowling ground. Uh, and this is a long string of pubs. Uh, I remember I used to drink in the Castle and the Prince Albert and Greengate. Um, the Central's gone. I'm trying to remember some of the others. But but it's not just football. They've, they've fallen like flies, really. Um, yeah. Uh, East Man Workings Club, of course. Uh, the Supporters Club is still mothballed while there's health and safety. I don't know how it will come back. It's just it's just another bit of history um, being chipped away, and that's why I wanted to record it as, as an article, um, Nigel. I know you think I'm wrong on this, don't you? Yeah. Why? Because it records it. If, if I don't record it on the internet, it... it, it and there's not an article but you about don't the need to, You don't Maybe need to record it as an, uh, on the internet. I don't see the need. Because uh, it will allow future generations of like, I'm not going to get into a row with you about Claret and you. So, <laughs> so if you want to go down that road, I will. And I think no. a lot of the people will support me in the argument. All right, right. Let's move on to the last topic. And the last topic is yesterday was the 40th anniversary of us winning the FA Cup. Now, I wrote an article going 40 years of pain. In some ways, it's a bit ironic that we celebrate 40 years of not winning a cup. Yeah, no, it is. And, it, it, and in some ways, it's weird because Arsenal, who we played, have won the cup a, a record 13 times, I think. Then there's Man United on 12. Uh, Spurs, Aston Villa... And I'm thinking one else have won it seven or eight times as well. Um, what are you talking about? Sorry, say that again. I'm zoning out there. N- number of people have won the FA Cup. Since no one when? else was celebrate. We've won, it. we won it three times, but it's 40 years since we won it. And I said, it's 40 years of pain. In some ways, the celebration was, we haven't won something for 40 years, so we're still nah. celebrating it. Um, Arsenal have won it uh, seven times in that 13. period. No, in, yeah, in that period... Oh, in that period. That's sad. Um, so they wouldn't celebrate 40 years if they'd won it. No, um, they, they, they don't and I need to, do they? No, they don't. Um, I, I did a little count you poll on asking um, when people thought we'd next win an FA Cup. What, what, what do you Never. think the most popular answer was? Zero. That's what the most popular uh, answer was. So y- you're not wrong. Uh, never was 24% of the vote. Within 20 years, 20%. Within 10 years, another 20%. 15% said next five years. Another 11% said within 50 years. 
six percent nah. said within thirty years, two percent said within forty years, and two uh, percent said next season. They're an optimistic bunch, aren't they? Yeah, you don't know, though. Do you fear next season, or we'll win the cup next season? Which one? <laughs> who saw Who saw <laughs> yeah, two thousand and six coming? Getting to the final like that? Nobody. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, true. you never know. So, who saw Wigan going to win it? Yesterday was, <coughs> or today is um, seven years, I think, since Wigan won the FA Cup. I'm, I'm going to ask you both use memory of the 1980 FA Cup, but before that, I'm going to ask Len, because yeah. uh, there's a reason for this, and you can plug your um, your film as well. Um, what did you think of the club's um, celebrations <laughs> of the big day? Chevamaker. <laughs> um Not with that, really. But then again, I mean, I don't know. I, I was never sure how big of a deal they were going to make of it, to be honest. After talking to the boys all about it, it sounded like, let's be honest, we did know that the, how do I rephrase this? This is how it happens. They, we got told via the OSB that there's going to be a 40th anniversary. They're going to, make plans for celebrations, and that's all we yeah. know. Whether that didn't happen because of COVID or whether they exaggerated that, it, or it came out exaggerated, I don't know. But it did sound like that from what I hear from the boys. I think there was going to be a special game and the, the boys were going to come out. There was more than um, one. A game, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. more than one. Um, there was a full itinerary of it throughout the season. But they released the, a load of merch. You know, they did, they did release them over merch. No, buy buy the merch, Len. Buy, buy the merch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe you... Yeah, I, I think I, I'm going to agree with you. I thought I it was disappointing. And yeah. and I liked your animation. Thank Obviously, you, uh, TC did a, a video with David Cross. I did an interview with David Cross, and we did one with Phil Parks. In some ways, I think, between us, we have more coverage than, than the club. I'm yeah. going to watch if party. Being... Yeah, and you did. did a watch party. You did. But we all, between the three of us, we've done all right. We've done better than the club, didn't we? But yeah. Which is um, disappointing because, you know, I'd asked the club to talk to you and work together, but hey, yeah. it wasn't to be. I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm not saying it because you're my mate, like, Dave, sorry, Len. <laughs> I did laugh when I see West Ham's uh, uh, artwork yesterday because whoever yeah. drew Devonshire and Monson, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was funny. You know, when you think, you know, I think you, you, you should have spoke to you, mate, because um, I don't know about looking well, like it. You know, the, I mean, at least it looked like they wasn't going to spend money on archive, and I, I've been telling you about it, haven't yeah. I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they looked like that's why suddenly we're going all a bit sketchy. I know that. That's why I do it. I don't want to remortgage my house like some people have done to make football films, and I have. I've been talking to people making football films. They remortgage their house to buy the archive that isn't worth it, and um, obviously they didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. And uh, and that was the result you got. People working from home. Mm. I think some people realise and they it's not as good working from home as they think, and they need to have the creative brush off someone else to to 
put decent stuff out there, and I think there was a little bit of that yeah, as well. Yeah, but their stuff's, you know, without, I've said it for years about West Ham's marketing and media department. Their, their stuff's been rubbish for years, and they've been told this. When, when we was on the SAB, Sean, we told them this, that their output, yeah. and it was, we're going to change this, we're going to change that. And they changed to rubbish, and they hire more people, and they employ, yeah. and, and the output, it's still rubbish. It's still the fans. Well, we as content producers still do it better than the club. But how did the club, with you excluded, how did the club treat uh, content producers? We rubbish. don't want to talk to you. Yeah, well, go well, away. Well, I, 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 you I excluded, of course. Uh, yeah, me excluded. Uh, but I'm a friend of the family. Yes. Um, I did try <laughs> for... for <laughs> I did try and uh, uh, set up a meeting between Lennon, a senior director yeah. responsible for content, but it just didn't happen. It, like, Three other people to tried to do that as well, so don't feel bad yeah. about it, Sean. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's talk about here's, – here's the chance. If only you was really good friends then. with the marketing and media manager, isn't it, instead of the catering <laughs> yeah, manager. Exactly. You know, that would have been executive, right, Andy. Yeah. Executive director. If she's listening. Actually – do you know what her title is now? I've got a few words that I could call. I believe her title is Chief Operating Officer, Chief Data Modelling Officer, and Chief Marketing Officer. She's CMO, COO, and uh, she's Executive Director, and then titles are CMO, Chief Marketing Officer, Chief Operating Officer, and Chief Data Processing Officer or something. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, I bet you could make a few algorithms. I'd... She always speaks fondly of you. This is the thing. The, the, you know, she is a nice person when you when you stand and talk to her. And I do, you know, have a dig about her being a commentary fan, but I do that because I know it winds her up. <sighs> <laughs> so, but it, Tara, it, if you're listening, yeah, I do apologize. It sort for of bows me out in a way that when this happens, because at the end of the day, she's known you long enough. She's known me long enough. You know, they were all right ringing the phone up years ago and shouting down the phone at me. But they could who done that, sure. uh, Nigel. Yeah, don't worry about who done that. One of them did. So shout down the phone at me. But at the end of the day, you know, if you talk to us, we'll sort it out and we'll do a damn sight better job than the people you're paying. That's what I don't understand. They're paying people to create this. We do it for free. They're not yeah, paying them a lot, though. No, I know. But, well, you know, if you pay peanuts, if you get monkeys. But, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, well, as I say, we can do a far, a far, a damn fine better job as, as well, you're not an amateur, you're a pro. But, you know, me and Sean are amateurs, you know, and a lot of the other content producers are, are amateurs. But we're doing out of love, though. They're doing it. But that's where it should come from, and that's no, why I it works. That. I know that. I know exactly that. I don't have to finish my sentence. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah but. Sorry. But that is right. true. Everything Let- from. From a, a creative point of view, comes comes out of a, a marketing situation, and it can't work like that. But that's what that's what they mean. So you know, as before, I ask you your memories of the nineteen eighty FA Cup. I'm going to ask you to do a little plug. What's the latest on your everybody's second favourite team? Ish. <laughs> You've nailed that title, haven't you? Well done, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't even. I can't get that on the thumb now, that title. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? You missed the trick yeah. uh, Lynn. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it trended what, what? the other night, yesterday, again. Did it? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it doesn't take many people. When you look at a, a massive platform like um, Prime Video, there's lots of lots of videos on there. So when, uh, you know, 100 people might watch it all at the same time, it will trend. And then... But, and then Remind people who don't know the name of the film. Everybody's second on, team. And it's about, it's not, it's um, a documentary. It's a rec- yeah. It's a comic book style documentary that recollects our period between um, the 77, 78 season when we went down to winning the cup in the second division and being the last second division team to do that. Hence the title, Everybody's Second Team, which is also something that we were regarding as, probably because we were in the second division, to be honest. And what's the latest on the um, director's cut or the extended uh, edition or whatever it's called? Is is there any update on that? You mean you mean the bonus film that I've put on? <laughs> yeah, that one. That's the one. I, I made a bonus film called Everybody's Second Team Extra Time, which are the little bits, these little nuggets of stuff that I got from the boys that fell outside the period we're talking about that I made a kind of a little 45-minute me documentary. A little 45-minute. Yeah, exactly, yeah. With plenty more animation in. Um, and that's going to be on Prime Video. But there's a delay because of um, coronavirus. Everything slowed down. So there's a QC um, check that's taken over a week. Um, just just a backlog, really. So and it's that, an exclusive. You heard it from us, us first. Uh, yeah, it's coming to Prime Video, but you can watch it on westhamfilm.com. And every man's like, second team, everybody's extra time. second team, extra time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got David Cross's shirt that he was wearing on it, and that's that's the cover. You know, you'll see yeah. it all. And a really great, I don't think we spoke about this on, on air earlier, I think we spoke about it off air, but um, Katie Cross, Dave, Dave Cross's yeah. daughter, videoing the little sketch of him jumping out of bed yeah. on Sunday with him as a full cap. Now I won't say full kit one, cause that's very disrespectful. A full kit on, um, was, was a magic piece of uh, yeah. social media. Yeah, really good. It was, it was the best thing, best thing of the day, actually yesterday. Mm. And well, anyway, we need coming in... to do it. Cause that must've took some persuading. I've got to have to sod off when I tried yeah, to ask him, sure. as he let you know. Yeah, he did. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're getting to the hour point. So I'm just going to go to Nigel and I'm come back to you. You're 40 years, uh, 1980. Do you want to talk to us? I mean, I know you did a watching party yesterday. You were quite young. What was your memories of uh, of the FA Cup final in 1980, Nigel? I thought I did this last week with you, didn't I? Did you? I don't think you did. I think I did. All right. Well, then we we'll go. We we'll go to we we'll go to Len then, because Len wasn't here, so definitely uh, Len. Yes, mate. Well, what was your memories? Me. Yeah, I don't know. Did you go? Did you watch it on no, TV? No, no. Watched at home. We moved moved out East End that day, so we come home. And the better memory for me, and what I made made clear in in a documentary that I done, was today the 40th anniversary. Today, the 11th of May, the the no. coach procession it was just great because that's when it sunk in for me that was sort of what you're part of and there's loads and loads of west ham fans there between uh, around the 40 
who are thinking to themselves, why do I support West Ham? And within two years of supporting them, I kind of got my answer because I could see why everybody else supported them and I could see what I was part of. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Everyone was out there. Everyone was having fun. And I could see that we were... I'm trying to not use the word big club, but a popular club that at that time was making the use of a large population catchment area. And for the first time ever, you could tangibly see it where you've never seen it before. You could see a quarter of a million, 300,000 people there in the streets. Well, didn't that happen in 1975 then? Well, of course, it probably did, but I wasn't there. It did. Yeah. You know. Well, the best thing. Yeah, I've, I, I know what we talked about because I said last week it was my brother's birthday today and we had to leave um, our house early because they were shutting the roads down and we had to go to my nan's for my brother's birthday party. Our house was, well, our flat we lived in was too small to have a birthday party so we used to go to my nan's house in Dartford. Um, so happy birthday, Stu. So, um, happy birthday, Stu. There you go. You can say it, Sean, if you want. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Stu Pop. Yeah, there you go. Oh, fun enough, there I used go. to call Gonzo as a kid. So there you go. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to give one more plug for the David Cross interview. Well, you've David only Cross it four in... times. Yeah, I know, but I'm Ooh. trying to get a little bit of. So David Cross talks about. I asked him about what happened the night before. And he talked about um, that basically he uh, couldn't sleep the night before. He was in some West London hotel. He was on his own. He wasn't room with anyone else. He oh, went out for a walk in the early hours of the morning and he bumped into Phil Parks. And Phil Parks took him back to his room and, and rang up room service, offered four pints of Guinness. And David Cross said he never drank before a game. And he said, you, you know, you, just, you, you can't be drinking four pints before our big day and he says i'm not two of them are for you and apparently they sunk the two pints and slept like babies uh woke up and and, and won the game but but interestingly he said and, and again i'm sure he said this before but after the game he didn't celebrate he was in bed by midnight yeah, he, he wanted to know. remember it and he, he he said i didn't want to drink i wanted to remember it all because i've been in a cup final before League Cup final, with Norwich. and it was all a haze. And, and I wanted to remember everything about it. So I didn't drink a drop. He said, when drink people drinking champagne out of the cup, I didn't touch it. He said, I just wanted to enjoy the day and remember every detail. So that that's an interesting... Um, uh, I, I've not heard that before, but I'm sure he's told it many times before. Yeah, it's in the film. <laughs> <laughs> not the Guinness bit, though. Not the oh, kiddies, dear. I'm terrible, aren't I? I, I just have no memory. I can't even remember what Nigel said last week, so it tells you how much I listen. Um, there, there was one man that witnessed back. all three FA Cup triumphs. Who's that? What do you mean? Well, one man. One man in... On the coaching staff. Like, oh, okay. All right. Well, that, would be, um, that would be Ferguson, wouldn't it? No. Robbie Ferguson? No. No, because no, be his, his dad was the, the physio in 64. So there was one coach that was there the whole time, and it weren't John Long. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're going to tell Ernie us. Gregory? Ernie Gregory. Thank you very much. Ernie Gregory. He, he's, he's the one man. The original, well, not the original Mr. West Ham, but, you know, he played for West Ham Boys as a 16-year-old, 1936, joined the club and never left it. And I think was <coughs> was, was a, a goalkeeper coach up until 1989. Do you know what? I didn't mean him. He's <laughs> 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 you could have got away with it. I'm honest. That's yeah. the difference between me and Stone. I didn't mean him at all. Good answer. That was a good answer. Well, that was who it was, Ernie Gregory. Yeah, Yeah. he's the only man to be on the coaching staff for all three cup finals. There you go. So, uh, before we move on to question time, anything to say? Yesterday, 10th of May, was also the fourth anniversary of the farewell to the bowling match against um, Man United. That that time where I know you were the last person left in the uh, Trebrooking Upper. Nigel, um, any any thoughts of, of that anniversary or it means nothing to you now? I mean, obviously, I don't know the last time you went back there, but they pretty much finished last week. the uh, the new flo- blocks of flats, haven't they? They're pretty much done, aren't they? No. No. They've still no. got more to build. So they, they, they've obviously started from the east stand and they're building forward. So I think they've still got this there. Um, if you'd have looked at my tweets yesterday, you'd have seen that I did tweet something to market and that I put a map up, um, which was quite funny, actually, because um, there's a tower block named that, that sort of um, makes you think, why have they called it that? What's it called? Well, so I put a map up of the thread. So this is the list of the blocks. Where's my map? So, we've got a Taylor House. 
So, do you know what that's named yeah, after? Yeah, Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor. Uh, no, I think that's Dave Taylor, the Ironworks Foundry Manager, who put the advert in the right. Thames Ironworks Club. Okay. So we could call right. it Tommy Taylor. You know, you've got loads of it. Oh, so, yeah. you've got St. Pierre Court. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Scout. Chief Scout. Wally St. Pierre. I won't bother with Sean. I know he's uh, Yeah. Uh, these are quite easy. John Charles Tower. Do you know what his significance is? Well, John Charles? Yeah. No, mate, don't. Okay, first black player to play for West Ham, even though we okay, could but... question that because it's possible that yeah. in 1900 we had a black player, to be fair, which I think we did. Um, I thought that was the answer, but I didn't think that but would. But that, that's, that's the thing. Then we've got the Sealy Tower. Well, I'm going to say Les Alan Sealy. Sealy. That's correct. Yeah, Les Sealy playing up front. No, it's, it's named after <laughs> Alan Sealy. But to be fair, they were cousins, though. Yeah. They were, weren't they? They were yeah, Arsenal okay. Green boys. Uh, yeah. yeah, fair enough. I can't yeah. argue with that, can I? Bridgman House. Well, no, I've got no idea. I think that's named after Billy Bridgman. It's possible. I think he scored the first at chick. Or scored the first goal. I think it. I think it was rumored to have got an hat trick. I think he got gifted two. Uh, Chapman House. It's not Lee Chapman. That'd be Herbert. No, not Herbert. What we're talking about? And, Who's the goal? Annie Chapman. The goalkeeper. The goalkeeper. <laughs> this is Eddie Chapman. Who... Eddie Chapman. <laughs> oh, Annie Chapman, who was murdered by Jack the Ripper. Yeah. No. Then we have got Cantwell House. No count. Oh, that's it. No, no Cantwell. Painter House. Charlie Painter. Yeah. Lyle yeah. House. Lyle? So he yeah. said... John Lyle. John Lyle. Yeah. Then we've got Freeman House. Mm, I don't know. Baffled me, that one. And and last but not least, we've got Chamberlain Court. Chamberlain? Yeah. The, the Prime Minister... I what don't know, but I, I did know that there was a ticket tower who used to work West Ham called Chamberlain. So I'm not, I'm not, not the, you're not the Prime Minister. What was it? Neville. Neville, Neville Chamberlain. Chamberlain. No, it wasn't Neville. I don't know why it's called Chamberlain, Colt. Uh, you know, but, um, and there is another one that my picture doesn't actually show, another house. But, yeah, that's, and there's a oh, turnstile yeah. house as well. Uh, but that, that's all the blocks that's there. So they've got, they've still got to yep. build St. Pierre Court, John Charles Tower, and Sealy Tower. All oh, right, okay. And Just Bridgman while you're mentioning John, John Lyle, really nice, poignant picture of John Lyle's grave in uh, Tillingstone uh, in Suffolk uh, at St. Mary's Church. Oh, you found out where it was, again, then? Yeah, yeah. yeah well Tillingstone, yeah. Um, St. Mary's. Um, he, he was living there when he had his heart attack and he's buried at the local church. His family released a picture with his program and his winner's medal on his grave with, a, with some flowers. I thought that was a really yeah. nice little touch from his family. Cause you know, he's the one oh, as, as, as David Cross said, you know, it, we all, all 12 of us who, who played in that game. Um, 11. Well, he said 12, because he's including Paul Brush, I see. Well, he never got on. Yeah, well, he didn't get on. Did he, never, did he get a medal? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. That's why he's saying 12. There you go. I'm sorry to correct you, Nigel, on, on the history. Um, no, because you said do, do 12 we stop? played, and I said 11. All right, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, do, do, we stop, uh, do we stop having an anniversary 
for the day we last played at the stadium. Is it is it poignant or should we just move on? Len? Well, I was a little bit surprised to see it in that that morning. To be honest with you, um, I think people want to remember it, and I think for a lot of people, it was their favourite night there because of everything that happened. But um, what, including the the, the bottling of the uh, Man United coach <laughs> just by yeah. the, the statue. In <laughs> fairness, was, we, that... we did bottle. We did bottle. Not me personally, but the, they did bottle their own coach first. I've got. But, I, but I've, how I've, no one got injured or killed there? I don't know. There, there were so many people in Green Street. Yeah, yeah the crush. Yeah. I mean, we saw some real serious crush. I mean, myself and Nigel were out. Yeah, well, Nigel was doing interviews for ITV, by the way, with David Gold next to him. Um, no, if he, you he remember, David Gold quiet. wouldn't actually. Let's get this right. No, he's in the van. David Gold wouldn't. <laughs> uh, Stringer wouldn't let the interviewer go with me, so they put David Gold in the back of the van and dragged down the sweet stall man to stand next to me. Oh yeah, you did your one, but you still did yours. But even then, it was it was in the afternoon. It was packed, wasn't it? And it just got worse and worse and worse, and we had. You know, how people didn't get crushed and it didn't become a tragedy, I don't know. Yeah, yeah um, it was close. Especially when but, the Man United coach is trying to turn into the bleating gate and we got the, they're, they're stopping it from the, you know, from the um, Barking Road end. And then we're getting crushed between the coach and the, the old yeah. Bill. It's quite I bad, mean, isn't it? The, the, the match was the epitaph for me. The, the, the game, it's uh, sorry. The 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 what you call it? The ceremony was a bit laugh. I got in a lot of trouble with the senior person we mentioned earlier for for calling it a certain things. But you know, the sound system didn't work. The Cockney rejects were drunk. The fireworks went off at the wrong time. I mean, you couldn't hear anything. Certainly in Trevor Booking Lower, it it just seemed to be so West Ham. But I do have a memento that I keep on promising Nigel. What have I got, Nigel, from that night? Oh, mate, you got an old bloody list that you said you had of me. You had a logbook. I've got, I've got, but not just a logbook. I have got the original script that the TV yes, producers had. Yeah. So that is still yours for your collection in your and museum. And the logbook. Along with, and the logbook. Yeah. And a number of other. Oh, look, like, it to you. Just, Don't worry, you're going down they're, in, they're all, in the book. They're, of... they're all in. They're all in a black bag, to be honest. That oh, have never been. I know it hasn't ever been seen, so it's doing nothing for me. So I will, when the lockdown en- ends, I will be shipping. Well, we're going to do a show for you, aren't we? Yeah, you have the logbook. You have you have the script from the night. I've got a health and safety ground. Uh, sorry, a ground regulation thing that was on the bowling ground. I've got uh, passes. I've got all kinds of stuff that I liberated. Um, from the time I did my um, private tour of the bowling ground before it was demolished, of which I've given you footage to put in your West Ham history video. How's that get along, Nigel? What did I tell you you get? First of all, uh, July. 5th of July. 5th of July? 5th of July. Why did I say? Why, was it, why have I told because you that I will give it to you on the 5th of July? Because you're, you're going to tell me there are two big... Uh, anniversaries coming up one is the uh 120th anniversary of west ham and the other one's the 125th uh, anniversary since thames ironworks was um founded 
So now June, I can't remember what the d- June is the hundred and twenty fifth, and then fourth or fifth of July. The document was signed on the fourth of July, but the fifth of July, um, the, the the document was was I don't know filed at company's house that put in a B in West Ham, even though the document was wrote up and signed on the fourth of July. So depending on. Yeah. You know, anyway. I suppose officially. But I did mark, you know, the last day. I always like to mark the the anniversary of the last game. So um, I did mark it. You do? Well, yeah, I, I put up my little poem, didn't I? So yeah, I didn't quite get it. it. I think you should have recorded it. Well, too, I but... did record yeah. it. It was freaking awful. Yeah, I ain't got a minute. I ain't got a You should have. You should have recorded it and got Len to animate your mouth moving and do an animation. Yeah, but I just, like me singing, it's bad not me talking sometimes, but me singing, I mean, you know, they paved paradise and put up a block of flats. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. You could have got um, Len's mate. What's his name? Havit. Yeah, he's done it. Do you reckon he's seen it? Yeah, he's done it. Yeah, send it to him yeah. then and, and see what he can do. I, you know, well, you can send it to him, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I don't mind writing the stuff, but I just, I can't, you know me. Oh, you I, didn't. You, to, to be fair, you didn't write it. Well, are you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, right? she, I mean, she wrote I know a she's song. not going to complain. Right, she wrote a song about a yellow taxi, yeah? And, yeah. and, a, and about, you know, they put up a parking lot. Well, you know, they didn't, did they? They paid paradise and put up a block of flats. And then I changed the words. But it's all about, how this started was when I wrote the Overland and Sea, I used to listen to songs. And, and and I remember reading the story. The first one I did was, and it ties in actually, because it was all to do with the song Gino by the Dex's Midnight Runners. And why does it tie in, Sean? I've no idea. Number one when we won the cup. Thank you very much. So 40 years ago today, Gino was the number one song in the charts the day we won the cup. So I, I read the story, and it was a song I loved as a kid, and I, and I read the story about it, and it was about Kevin Rowland going to see Gino Washington at the Ram Jam Club in Wolverhampton, and he wrote the song about it. And I actually said, well, what if he didn't go to the Ram Jam Club? and see Gino Washington. What if he'd gone to West Ham and seen Paolo Di Canio? And I've changed it to, like, instead of everyone yeah. chanting Gino, 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 Paolo, Paolo, Paolo. And that was the first one I'd done. And I, I, I used to write them now and again, you know, what ifs, I call them. So if I was ever stuck for an article, I used to just do a what if. Cool. Anything for content? No, I'm not as bad as some, though. I, I, I publish a video that I did uh, four years ago, which is a um, <clears throat> a number of pictures remembering the bowling ground to the tune of James Blunt, Goodbye, My Lover. Yeah. Bit- and I think it's a very poignant... <laughs> you know, you know I, that is so cringe. I, 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 remember, I did thank you for the days. Uh, yeah, that was good. You know, <laughs> which I thought was a bit more upbeat. And then yeah. you come up with, Goodbye, My Lover. Goodbye, my friend. Shut you have been up. the one for me. It's it's very poignant, um, and it means a lot to me. And it it made a lot of people. But a lot of people said it made them cry, or a lot of people sad. I also did another video cry, similar um, to uh, the doors, the end. Yeah. So uh, I tell you what, Len, I'm going to send you those two as a professional filmmaker. 
I want you to critique it and, and laugh. Anyway, okay. we have been speaking for one hour, 17 minutes. I can't believe we've been uh, talking for so long. So uh, it's probably, unless either, either used have anything to say, we're going to move on. Go on, Nigel. Well, this is what happens when the booties don't turn up, doesn't it? So they've only got themselves to blame. <laughs> yeah. To blame <laughs> yeah. Is, is there anything you want to get off your chest before we move on to question time, Nigel? Uh, no. I'll just say hello to my mum, though, because she says she does like it when we say hello to her. Oh, I'll talk to hello, you. Carol. Hi, Carol. Hello, Carol. There you go. Hello, you Carol. Say, your mum's young, isn't she, Nigel? You said she was 70. Yes, yeah. She's young when she had you. Yeah, and I'm not the youngest kid she had. <laughs> You're the one. My brother's 53, so work that out. <laughs> and we should, uh, we should say hello to Auntie Penn as well. Who else have we left out? Your brother, we've said hello to your mum. Say hello to Auntie Bill. Auntie Penn, anyone else? Bill. All right, Bill. Nephew. All right, Bill. Uh, how about your uncle? Does he listen? No, you know. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. no. He don't, okay. he don't right, know well, what the internet is. <laughs> don't start no, with it's not. It, all right, all right. It's not a calm family podcast. Uh, it is a football podcast, which means it's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time, where we don't read Twitter, but we only read Facebook because we've forgotten the password. And I talk <laughs> for a little bit of time while Nigel gets quickly up Facebook so up. he can read out questions. I'm ready. Of fact. All right. Okay. Go on then, Nigel. All right. Recording tonight. I did put 6.30ish, but it's quarter past eight, people, because he's been rabbiting on about 30-odd stories. Uh, questions are invited to the assembled panel to answer. You know the drill. I, I can't think of anything. All right. Uh, our favourite bottle of water, Evie Ann Turner, has uh, gone first. He says, evening, fellas. Uh, you and all, Sean. I hope you are all keeping well and safe. Honestly, with the news of Brighton players having tested positive for COVID, I think a restart is even less likely. I think they'd be grateful in Brighton to be tested for COVID. Um, And my prediction is that they are going to go the same route as French League 1, did you like that, Uh, and cancel the season with final standings. Although we will wait and see what comes out on the Monday meeting. In the meantime, it was great to watch the replay of the 1980 FA Cup. What a match and what a squad. He says, with the Bundesliga being the solo return coming next week, will you fellas be following it? We've answered that. If so, which club will you support? I recall the story. And this is where he's good, Evian. I'll take me out <clears throat> off to you. He recalls the story about Sean ditching his friends during the stag to see Munich. So some clear loyalty or lack of there, he says. He's got his hat in for Bayer Leverkusen, Len, uh, and which is great. Which I believe Nigel recently saw play live in the Rhine Derby. He's very good versus Cologne. Thank you for keeping the show go- going during this difficult time. It's always listening pleasure. Not sure this week, and he has a good laugh. I hope you have. Come on, you irons. Uh, Martin Scholar's back, who is a gentleman and a scholar. Evening chat, he says. Thanks for the podcast, as always. Some com- questions and comments he's put, but mainly for Nigel. Uh, you were going to put up details of Upton Park life, but not seen yet. I, 
Oh, yeah, you, you said you were going to put that in the description or something. Yeah. I'll have to, perhaps what I'll have to do is I'll have to... Abbott's got it on SoundCloud, hasn't he? Probably. I'll, I'll find it and I'll put it on the Facebook group. Uh, There's a video on YouTube. Oh, I've done the video. Oh, we're oh, oh stuff that. We'll, Sorry. We'll, we'll put that up. There's a, yeah. Oh, but talking to YouTube, I've linked my Real History of West Ham. I was a bit cheeky yesterday. Uh, YouTube channel to our Facebook page. So if you're on Facebook and on the laptop and you look to the left, underneath posts, you see Real History of West Ham. If you click on that, it don't take you to YouTube, but it allows you to watch my videos on Facebook. How good's that? How clever are my people? Eh? Uh, two, Martin says, he lives in Wanstead and can confirm the queues for Robin's pie and mash during lockdown <clears throat> have been massive. I will disagree with you there, Martin, because my uncle lives in Wanstead. I've been there twice a week, and the longest I've had to queue is 10 minutes and the queue of three people. Uh, he said he'd like to hear more about how I nearly got on the mastermind. Of you? Me, yes, which was... Oh, uh, God. Albert Hall, mastermind. Well, no. You're not, yeah, the, you're not the forest company East End, you are. Um, yeah, I run like him as well. Um, to, and play table tennis like him. So basically, mastermind quickly. I applied for mastermind. You do it on the website. They ring you up. They ask you 10, 12 questions. Then they say, that's good. Then they send you a link to take another test. You take that test, then they ring you up, ask you another load of questions, and then you get an invite to Wembley. Oh, I've got an invite to Wembley Stadium, and where we sat in a box and they film you and ask you even more sport questions. Uh, and at the start of it, you have to supply them with three um, specialist subjects. So, quickly, can you two have a guess what my specialist subjects were? Um. FA Cup West. finals between 1970 and 1990. Clearly. Quite. Nearly there. I'll give you that. What, a second what? one? Laura Lenardi. Third one? The Smiths. Right. You was well out, because this was Sport Mastermind as well. So, Sean, oh, did you want to have a guess? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I just thought it was so, funny. <laughs> FA Cup finals, yeah. 1872 to present day. Yeah, go on. Um... West Ham players and next um, and badminton uh, players from 1822 to 1903. No. So it was FA Cup final 69 to present day. It was West Ham in the FA Cup. And then it was Ian Botham. So I was close. Yeah. Well, he was closer than Len, to be fair. So that was it, yeah. <laughs> Laurel Winardi. I was just a guess. Yeah. Look, I weren't far, far from the, the FA Cup nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety, and it was sixty nine to present day. And I don't think there is a category West Ham in the FA Cup. There's not many questions, but there could be many questions to ask. I suppose. Let me ask you two questions, Len, and, I'll, yeah. and then I'll, I'll throw them over. Who was the last amateur? Um, club to win the FA Cup. I think it was Tottenham, wasn't it? It was. Uh, I, can I just disagree with you there? Non-league. Actually, no, it's not. Thank you. Who's, you actually, got the wrong. question wrong. Yeah, I did get the question wrong. The, the actual the answer one, right, You yeah. got the answer right. You got the answer <laughs> <laughs> For the second so, time tonight, oh, I got the answer right. Let, 
Well, I was going to ask two questions. The first one is, who's the last amateur team to I'm win the FA one. Cup the tw- twice? And then the last one, who was the last non-league team to win the FA oh, that Cup? That was Tottenham. Uh, that I'll was say Tottenham. Royal Engineers then, the first one. Or were they amateurs? Royal Engineers or not? Or so the, the answer I've nice. got is, after watching um, uh, the beautiful game, is uh, Eaton. They they won the FA Cup twice as as amateurs. So uh, again, I got the question wrong. So I'm a really rubbish quiz master. <laughs> Sorry, we've gone off at tangent. As Richard Dodd said, we will. We've gone off at tangent. You, and you I always just had two questions. questions for me, but obviously you ain't. So uh... well, no, that, I was going to ask you those two questions, but oh. uh, Lennon's already. Well, so, well, all right, when did Tottenham win it? Well, it was like nineteen. 19- well, the first FA Cup, I know, see... As a non-league so team, 21. Non-league team, it's got to be... Nine, no, no, it's got to be 1901. He's Googling. It's, uh, I think you'll no, find... Google it then. I believe it's 1906. Uh, I I, I 1901 is a guess. So, I'll say it's 1921. No, your mole's out. Well, not, 19, well, 1921. Um, no, I'm well. It was 1905 or six. I'm pretty sure. Uh, he then says, Sean, what happened to the Zoom podcast? Yeah, what did happen to it? Yeah, what, well, there wasn't very much... Um, you never asked, to be fair. Uh, well, I did discuss it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. We, we will do that before the lockdown's over. And I won't ask his second question for you, because Steve Warboys, who's up next, actually asked the same question. Bit strange. Evening, chance. Steve okay. Warboys has been a listener for a while, but he's never had a question to ask until now. Same question hmm. as what a uh, gentleman and a scholar just asked. Kevin Maguire said a few weeks ago on the Price of Football podcast that Golden Sullivan turned down an £800 million bid for the club a while ago. Do you know anything about this and why reject a massive bid like that? He then said, thanks <coughs> for the great work and keep it up. Stay safe and up the hammers. So there, there is a few confusions of this, and I have spoken to... Um, Kieran, not Kelvin, Maguire. Um, so, first of all, the, the the report originally was by the Sun, and the Sun said that there'd been a two hundred million pound bid. There'd been a two hundred million pound bid from um, Red Bull. Now, at the time, a very young Jack Sullivan came out on Twitter and said it wasn't two hundred million. It was 600 million, right? Or 650. I forget that figure exactly, but it was either 600 or 650, and we turned it down. Now, to complicate the matter further, David Sullivan came out on after the report and actually put on the official website the number's not true, and we turned it down without mentioning the figure. The 800 million figure you talk about was is a figure that has always been on Karen Brady. It's still on there now, karenbrady.com, in a biography, saying the um, well, the uh, club is worth £800 million. In her mind, maybe, but no one has ever offered £800 million. To my knowledge, right, I know what young Jack Sullivan said at the time, and I know what David Sullivan said on the um, website at the time. To my understanding... No formal bid was ever made and no formal bid was ever turned down for West Ham United. And I've talked to a number 
or senior directors on this matter. Um, that's all I say <laughs> on the matter. It never happens, in my view. Because you're worth bugger all. Well, I, probably 200 million, but not, not, not 650 nothing, or 800 nothing, million. They, they would have snapped their hands off. If, if 800 million pound big came in, they would have snapped their hands off. Make it 700 million. We've got <laughs> hey! <a team. laughs> there we go. Uh, thanks for that, Sean. <laughs> quick answer uh, Nick Harvey evening gents uh, did any of you watch South Korean football over the weekend he says he doesn't think he'll be doing yeah. that again you did yeah. I, well I did I mentioned it earlier I asked you whether you, whether you watch K-League and you yeah. started making dog sounds which was yeah. rather I did not non-PC uh, I you did <laughs> um, no it was rubbish football but yeah it was weird looking at a game without fans or sound effects, yeah. You never went to reserve football then, mate, I tell you. Um, oh, I did. I did. I did. I've watched a few under-23 games in my time. Having waited, he says, so long for you to answer that question and for the Premier League to finish, my view is that we might as well just wait until the games can be played in their normal stadium. He doesn't say with or without fans. He says whenever that may be. Uh, Sean, no more non-news, and it's aimed at you, Sean, about Project Restart until it's actually going to happen. We'd have nothing to talk about. Let's face it, uh, Nick. Exactly. Uh, he says, have any of the presenters learned any new skills? We'll throw that in with you, Jay, whilst on lockdown. He said, for example, Sean, how to pronounce players' names. No, he hasn't, basically. No. I'm still working, right? I'm still yeah, working I'm... every day and doing my normal job. So it's, it, you know, for all you people, I, I, I've sent a, a picture yesterday, and I'm sure you've seen it. It was a picture of, uh, key worker goes on holiday with his furlough mates and it had two blokes completely tanned and one bloke completely white and pale. Um, and I feel like that, you know, I'm not furloughed. I'm not enjoying the sun in the garden. I'm working. I'm working my normal hours. Yeah, and I'll, I'll work for mum now anyway, so, but, you know, no, I haven't really. Well, look, I, it's, a, it's a good time to learn something new, though, wouldn't it? I've learned. I've learned loads of stuff. I learned, as I said, I learned how to link your Facebook to a YouTube account, and so it plays. So you, you, so it's not a, you know, so it don't take you to YouTube. You play the videos from Facebook because obviously you can't embed videos onto Facebook. Uh, Facebook don't allow it. And then I learned how to do a watch party. Wasn't that I've successful? No, well, you, you can upload videos to Facebook, oh, okay. but if you've yeah. got a YouTube video, you, Facebook won't play it. So it'd be a link to, yeah, to YouTube. Yeah, but what I've what I've found out and learned was how you um, link the Facebook. So if you've got a Facebook page, you can add a YouTube app to it. Uh, which I've done, and then as I was testing, because I wanted to see if I could do a watch party from it, actually you can't. You've still got to upload the videos onto YouTube to do a watch party. So, uh, But you go onto there, and you can play any of my history videos by just clicking on that page, Real History West Ham. You don't have to leave Facebook to watch the videos where normally you do, if you get me drift. It's a, it was complicated, but I've, it works. I've just remembered, I've, I've, I've redeveloped old skills 
So uh, I've been. I, I uh, got my clippers out and cut my oh, my son's hair. Hairdressers, my Yeah. So many years ago, I used to be a qualified hairdresser. And, oh uh, my god! Uh, thirty oh, over thirty years ago. Oh, so I've redeveloped those skills in. Uh, doing your IB for hair. DJing years, Sean, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god. Anyway, moving oh, on. Oh dear, mate. Yes, please do move on. Because I remember the first time John told me that, and I literally did piss myself laughing. And then he sent me a photograph of Sean the hairdresser. <laughs> I you. had a wedge. Didn't I, I tell you, mate, it was funny. Of course, I did have a wedge uh, and blonde wedge. Yeah, it was like it was like a, a, was like a, a short version of. Um, Billy Idol. Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, yes. I'll send you it, don't I? Yeah. Uh, David Jones, uh, Ziggy Stardust, he says, Evening all. He hopes everyone's okay. Here's a question. Is there anything you've done differently during lockdown that you would continue to do once it's all over? Doing these portraits. That's what I continue to do. I've done differently, I think. Bit of finger painting at home. Have you had? Uh, did my advert last week help? Has it brought any business <laughs> no. in? Sorry, oh, okay. I knew the answer. That's yeah. quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> you've had got. You've no, had a so. single. Uh, no. We've got eight listeners, and none of I them. Uh, I know. Don't worry about that. Uh, a portrait oh. sells another portrait. That's how it works now. Forget all you knew about advertising before. Don't work. Okay. You got it's no, a new norm. You got. You got no media space. I'm sorry to ruin you know. You know, so we've no... got we've got we've got to use things like the new normal, flattening the curve. What other um, new terms are there? Flattening the curve, new normal. Um, oh, I don't listen to any of them. But have you? Is there anything that you've done during lockdown that you're going to continue to do, Sean? Yeah, I'm mean, using terms, management terms like oh, flattening okay. the curve, new normal. Oh, um, and there's a number of other buzzwords. Um, oh no. That I, I, I plan to use. Them. Yeah. Now, I, d- I don't know. What have I learned in... I mean, I'll tell you what. There is something that I'm going to do. I, for people who follow me on Facebook, I've got into fish lately. So I bought a lovely... Well, fish. I've, I've, been, I've been cooking more, and I've decided to oh. do more after lockout. So I went to the fishmongers over the weekend. Yeah. I, I know well, it's I not say, a fish podcast. Well, don't in Surrey, We love a fishmonger. And I went to... And do you know what? The fishmonger in Claygate Village in Surrey buys his fish directly off the trawler. Nowadays, you don't go to Billingsgate. You buy it off the trawler, and the trawler, the port, then gets it delivered to your your fishmonger shop. None of this Billingsgate anymore. I'm getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to buy it from a market. So I went there, and I bought these great rainbow trout, and um, I bought some lovely sword... I bought a lovely swordfish uh, steaks, um, and I, I uh, cooked them on the barbie, uh, barbie over the weekend, and they were beautiful. The 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 I, I stuffed the <laughs> rainbow trap with loads of things. I marinated. I marinated. I marinated the uh, swordfish steaks with with uh, olive oil and garlic and. And all these spices, paprika and uh, and cumin uh, seeds and everything, 
And it, it was amazing. And I just want to get back to fish. Tonight, I've eaten the haddock. So I'm really into fresh fish. And there's one thing I'm, I'm, I've made a promise to myself. I'm going to eat more fish from the local fishmonger and support my local um, shops. There you go. You know what you need to do? A more than just a podcast fishing trip. Sea fishing trip. Go to yeah, love to it. Sea, yeah. Get all eight of us in the boat. Catch I love fresh. mackerel, by the way. Fresh mackerel. Oh, piece of piss mackerel. Catch them Pre- off of it. Pe- bringing up mackerel, right, and on the boat, having a little... Um, mackerel link you know, to West Ham. Yeah. Bring, bringing up link a, to West Ham. Hang on. Come on. Mackerel link to West Ham. Um, um, is it a player name or...? No, secretary of the club years ago, Graham Mackerel. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Isn't he the one who got in trouble? Trouble? Oh, yeah, he was the, he was the um, well, to be fair, <laughs> he was the secretary for Manigate, yes, but he worked with Sheffield Wednesday yeah. um, before he worked Russ, and he was there for Hillsborough. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, fill in the Mackerel story. I know it's not a fish podcast, but the best way to eat You've Mackerel is to come out of the sea. Pull them out the sea, right? Literally gut them on the boat, slap them in a pan with with a knob of butter, straight into a little uh, a camping stove, and 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 cook. You can't get fish and mackerel that come out the sea. Gut them and slap cook them, them, and they them. are beautiful. Knob them, yeah, dear, okay. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's not it's not a not it's not a food but fish. Uh, it's not Jake, a fish uh, Len? yeah, not a dear. It's disgusting. Yeah. My mum's oh. missing now fish and chips. Poor cow. Where's that fish and chips before? Uh, this is why I never get to meet you before the game. Um, I always got to get mum fish and chips. I mean, if she didn't have fish and chips, she wouldn't know what day it was because you always have fish and chips Saturday. And the first, <laughs> your, your routine goes Whoa, whoa, like, whoa son. Fish at Friday. It's fish, it's fish Friday. Yeah, I'll be yeah. honest that, but, you know. But, um, you know, I used to work late night, so I couldn't always do Sometimes we have it Friday. Always lunchtime, now. Never sort of in the evening, really. Anyway. What's your favourite fish, Len? I know it's not a food podcast. What's your favourite fish? Don't say cod, please. Um, what do you mean? With batter on or just... No, I no, like with just favourite fish. I like sea bass. I like, I like m- most of it. I'm trying to think of a fish I don't like. Gold. Do you like? I'll tell you one. I'm the last thing, and I, 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 black cod. If you've never had black cod, that is the fish you need. I forget the real name of the fish, but restaurants call it black cod. It is amazing. It's probably some fish that they didn't want years ago. They just renamed. Give it a culinary term. Now you're eating it. They couldn't sell it. No. Right. Anyway, no, sorry, it's not a fish podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> Go on, Nigel. <sighs> Listen, my aunt used to run a fish store, and I wouldn't go anywhere near it down Rathbone Market. So, yeah. well, you don't even like jelly deals. No, I don't eat jelly. I, I'll have a battered cod. And to be fair, I, I tried some of my uncle's rock the other day, and that was all right actually. But I wouldn't eat a lot of it. Um, How about cockles? No, no, I don't eat none of that. It's Muscles. awful. No, it's disgusting. Nice. Oh, oh lovely. Eat and grab cockles. With the jelly deals. Cool. Yeah, but there's a yeah. reason why they have them outside pubs. It's because you've got to be fucking pissed to eat the crap. Oh, I don't know. You can dear, see that. Oh, dear. 
Go on. Crawfish podcast. No. All right, me handsomes, he says. Who do we know that is? Who talk like that? It'd be our friend from Wincanton, as he says, not Yeovil. It'd be Richard Dodds, our favourite country yokel. The, the, the village idiot. <clears throat> Uh, uh, by the way, he claimed he was on Sage the other week, and they released the list uh, list on Sage. It, it, Richard Dodds. It was all professors and doctors. I didn't see Richard anywhere on Sage. Yeah, was, was he telling? I think he, he meant uh, he worked a Sage uh, counter in Tesco's. <laughs> uh, uh, he did a lovely bit of Sage and onion and Sage and thyme. It, 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 wonderful. It goes lovely with a bit of turkey, probably. Uh, he says, do you think that Sean, that West Ham and bitch Brady have shot themselves in the foot? It's a question for you. By protesting so much that eventually football will not go ahead and that they will have to apply the points per game home in a way, scenario, and relegate us. Yeah, I wrote an article about this saying, be careful what you wish for. Um, the whole West Ham stance could backfire. On her ladyship. Right. I wrote that exactly. He says, with the new rules, of all four of you now gone back to work? Well, you worked for... I never you, left work. You, 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 you were off for two weeks when you had the lurgy. Then you went back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worked John's from been home off, when I was but still... But now gone back. George has worked from home. Yeah. And I'm still self-unemployed um, until I can be bothered to go back to work. But it might be next week, to be fair. I'll see. I, I'm waiting for a certain job to come up, and then I'll take it. Until then, I am self-unemployed. But you, what happened to the employer where you were working and they sort of shut the site? Can you not go back there if they open that site up? I don't know. They've stopped talking to me. Uh, you make more enemies than uh, No, no, I just think what Sam it is, is a reason for that, is that obviously I was on a contract for that job and I think the job carried on and the people pulled off the site and I think they fell out with the builders. So I don't think my job is oh. there anymore. And I think that's why they've stopped talking to me, which don't bother me, really, to be fair. Uh, Hey-ho, you, you know, there's always something else around the corner for me. Uh, Sean, yeah. are the rumours of a new kit true? Yes. Yes. Well, why are they... Uh, well, they always have a new kit, he said, blue and white stripe one, proper retro. But I think that was someone's mock-up and people always... It's the, it, the kit celebrates the 125th anniversary of West Ham United. That's all I'm saying. Uh, contractually and legally, that's all I'm so, allowed to say. So this is the funny thing is, so this is a test for you. So what kit did West Ham, or did Thames Ironworks play in 125 years ago? Uh, it would be an all-blue, royal blue, Oxford blue... Yeah. Um, oh, it was listening. Dark blue top. Yeah. So, but we did that. What about that black one, that Tim's Armworks one? Then? No, it's dark, all that? it's dark blue. It's dark blue. It looks like it looks black, black, but it's dark me. blue. No. Yeah. Fucking making the right colour then. It is. It looks like I've got, black, I've got, I'm actually looking at it because I've got it hanging up in my shed. The, so, is it blue or black? It's dark blue. It looks it's Oxford black. blue. Because uh, Arnold Eels was uh, played for Oxford, played a game for England as well. Just the one. So that uh, that's the theme. 125th anniversary. It's the 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 um, tops are celebrating the 125th anniversary. And he says, finally, Sean doesn't make sense to absolutely go with the youngsters, as David Moyes said he would when he resigned for us. Lost me there. 
but uh, no, I don't understand that no, question. Neither do I. So next up, it's our favourite. Uh, whose birthday it was? Uh, we, we did from more than just podcast. Wish him an happy birthday in Welsh. It's Marion. Yaki day. Yeah, wacky day. Uh, hello, boys. He's got a question for John, which I'm gonna, which I want you to answer, uh, Len. Because you're John okay. Standing. How disappointed right. were you on Nigel's choice of favourite album being the Smiths compilation, Hat Full oh, of Hollows? Do you think this was like choosing Now 48 as a favourite album? <laughs> um, I can't remember who was on Now 48. I do think that you liking the Smiths has got a lot to do with your mood as well. <laughs> It does bring you down. A lot of people say that, actually. But no, yeah, no. It you is know, true. I tapped into it as a child. You know, I, I'll pull him up. Yes, Hat Full of Hollow, for people that don't know, was, uh, I don't know if it was a concept album, but basically they released their first album, The Smiths. They were releasing another album, and they put the two, they picked the best songs out of both albums and put this out. And it had a few other, I think, I don't know if it had, on the B-side, there was like some stuff they put on John Peel. So, uh, you know, but it still stands up as a seminal Smiths album on its own. Thank you, Mr. Williams, boyo. Uh, question for George. So, Jay, again, is the standing. All right. And, uh, with the NFL International Series, the game's now cancelled for this year. <coughs> uh, do oh, you God, think this in fourth break will be an ideal opportunity to launch a franchise in the UK for next season? I love basketball. Yeah. Anything, you know, indoor sports, just keep away from each other, will be fine. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Don't forget, from Wednesday, people, you can go back to playing basketball. Uh, <laughs> one of the ones the government said. And, and golf. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And tennis. I may stay self-unemployed for just a little bit longer. Uh, yeah. you got to play for someone in the same house, though, haven't you? Well, no, I'll play on my own, mate. I ain't bothered. Uh, question for Sean. But I'll take Charlie. He's off. Uh, with the Premier League season possibly continued behind closed doors, do you think the club will use the excuse of all games being live on Amos TV for season ticket holders not to be getting any form of refund? No. I, th- I think they can't get away with that, uh, but they will offer a discount uh, off, off the next two years' season tickets equivalent to the prorated pro-rata uh, element of the season ticket left, less 10%. One, one less thing tax. that's not been explained, is, right, Sean, quickly, is that so this season it's played behind closed doors. So does next season. Yeah. They just keep rolling yeah. the money over. Yes. All right. Okay. That's right. That's the, that's the type of answer I like from you. One word. Uh, uh, the, the, it doesn't sound like an answer he pulled out of thin air, to be honest. Oh, right. Over two years. Yeah. Sean? Yeah. Well. Sean? Yeah. <laughs> Next up. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk about my sources. No. You know? No. No. Okay. So, between the lines, everyone, you're going to get a discount over the next two years. Right, yeah. You said it, Len. Cheers. <laughs> And what about if you're not renewing, Sean? I think reluctantly, under the yeah. counter, if you ask for club cash, you'll get club cash instead, but, and you'll be able to spend that in the club store. But you're not renewing. You might not go to the shop. 
Yeah, yeah but, but you'll get club Do cash. Do they not have a legal right to give you money back? Do you not have like a legal recompense where you go, actually, the, the Trade Consumers Act of 1964 says, give me my fucking money. I think there comes a point where if you made enough of a fuss, They'll they give might you have to that. give you yeah. your money yeah, back. But I, I don't think they would make that uh, the default position, if I'm honest with you. Right. Okay. My question was, with lockdown syndrome, because <coughs> obviously Marion's locked down, even though I don't know why, because Tesco's is still open, mate. Uh, it's resulted in me tidying up, well, that's Marion, tidying up his football shirt collection where he's found he has 52 West Ham shirts. 52. Oh and also, he also has got the infamous denim-style USA national team shirt of the 90s. He says, how many do I have in my collection? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 32. There you go. Just... Have you got any room for any more? Because yeah, I've still got yeah, a few. I've, I what I've done is because I've put up a hanging rail and now hung every shirt on a rail, and I, but I had to hold up. The, exactly what my wife got ordered me two boxes of hangers wooden hangers so they were all the same hangers uh, and then we dated the hangers for when the shirt was so again you can have my collection because it's all in a bin bag so, but yeah, including I, then, the original av avro 1986 one you can sell you can sell the, the kit that i really like because for some reason um the the 2000 uh feeler kit or the Canio shirt, you know, the, the, which was all claret and a bit of blue piping. I also own both goalkeepers' kits from that season, which was the dark blue and the green. The Shaka Rizlock mm. kits, as I always like to give a player to a shirt. So the Shaka Rizlock. You, you might have as well have the uh, Marco Anatovic shirt, worn shirt, that no one ever claimed as the prize from the podcast. So you, you can have that for your collection. Yeah, well, it is weird because what I didn't realise is that my centenary shirt, obviously, you know, 25 years ago, uh, is autographed by the whole squad. You know, when you think, because I, I, I got all the shirts out of, of storage and I gave my wife to wash and luckily I spotted that that one was autographed. So, because I was... Lucky. Yeah, I, I was lucky. So... Uh, Belinda, yeah, none, none of the old shirts fit me anymore. So there's a surprise, you know. Uh, Belinda yeah. Kikais, uh, our favourite Greek goddess, she of Forest Gate. Uh, evening peeps, she said. She's bored of reading about so-called transfer of Declan Rice. Oh, don't read Claret and you then, Bell. You won't be bored. Uh, my question is now that the German league's restarting. Do you think it'll put pressure on the Premier League to make a decision, or will they wait for the government guidance? Sean? Well, I think the government guidance is already out. I think what Bundesliga... I mean, of course, the Premier League are going to look what happened to the K-League and what happened to the Bundesliga to see if they can learn anything of it. But as we talked about, this is all about money and self-interest, the club's self-interest, the broadcaster's self-interest and the Premier League self-interest to be the biggest Premier League... Uh, the biggest football league in, in the world. So, no, I don't think they want to be followers. They want to be leaders. Um and the Premier League will try desperately to hold on to that number one spot in the world, and they'll be worried that a, a lack of coverage will let other leagues um, 
steal some of their thunder. Right, okay. It was yes or no, but anyway. Uh, P.S. I'm down to 9% battery, so we've got to hurry up. Uh, P.S. Nigel, how could you blow my secret cover and let the other seven listeners in on my school and idiot school uniforms and Ursuline's people? Yeah. Brown and yellow. She said she. I did quietly right point out that the Ursuline convent girls did stay away from the riffraff of the East End. She says, uh, "Very true. Uh, they hang about with some Bonaventure boys." Uh, Paul Nolan says, "Evening, gentlemen. The show for here." Last week, I spoke to the Marion, and we have both been sorting out individually social distance rules. His West Ham shirts collection, and he found some beautiful ones, such as the Et Crew Away one, which I used to love, and my wife threw away one year, and uh, believe me, it did end up in a row. So the question is, what is your all-time favourite shirt, and do you wear them? If you can do it quickly. West Ham shirt? I, yeah. I don't. What's your favourite? My favourite is oh god! This I think I think it's either um, the seventy-eight to eighty or seventy-seven to eighty uh, Umbro um, Admiral or the nineteen eighty-one to nineteen eighty-three Adidas. My I do like the eighty-four, eighty-five Adidas as well. And the 86. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for the 86. I, I love that. Uh, but I, I like white ones in general. What's your favourite white one then? Well, uh, do you know what? I like the one they bought out, uh, the Betway one, uh, the white one. It's, I forget what year it was. One. Yeah, it was Was it's it this year's one. or? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, quite like it. I like, that fit me. I like To be honest, my favourite ever white one was the one that Crossy was wearing in bed. The long sleeve. Um, Admiral, with the all the airports going all the way down. You know what that reminds me that, of? That is Evil that is my favourite shirt. You beat me to it. That away shirt, not the cup final one, because I prefer it with the Rand badge and with the light yeah. blue shorts. You remember I did ask this so question of Dave, and Dave yeah, bugged me out. Yeah, yeah. stupid question. Yeah, <laughs> it does that. I love it. <laughs> Come on, I thought it was a genuine. You know, this is we look so no, much no, better. No, 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 I know what you mean, but I yeah. do. It, the OCD kicks in. I do like it with the light blue shorts. Yeah, that's Superhero, nice. Evil Knievel. And, and, and you know, head. you can now get that. And this is the thing, though, that annoys me. Is that Admiral, I don't know, Admiral in conjunction with West Ham have released another because the, the modern day uh, retro shirts didn't have the. The, no, the, no, the Admiral piping, but they've brought out no. now uh, the West Ham Cup yeah. final shirt with the Admiral piping, but it's still not got the Ram badge. That's what I want. The what I used to have one as a kid, and you know, oh, my yeah, mum yeah. give it, you know, got rid of it when I was a little kid before I was a proper collector. Um, guide me. Good question, though. Uh, yeah, it was Paul. Good thank you very much, Mr. Chauffeur. Uh, uh, talking of Greek people, it's our mate Stelios. <laughs> Uh, Hello, it gets the ump we're calling Greek because apparently he's from Cyprus, but they're all Greek to me. Yeah, he is from Cyprus. Uh, unless you're from northern Cyprus, of course, then you're Turkish, uh, just in case Ozzy's listening. Uh, but seriously, Sistelios, given that we've heard some of the Brighton squad now have the virus, what would happen if more players were found to have it? Would the Premier League still push for a June start? Yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Uh, and he said, what's the problem with waiting till August, September or October? No problem. I'm running Money. through because my battery's really getting low. 
Lewis Aaron Trout says, any news on the scene being cancelled once it gets to June the 1st? No news on that. They're going to keep going. He's next getting Monday. sick of all the different things that social media sites next Monday. They're going to kick it down. The, for me, they're always waiting until that May 25th yeah. deadline. You, you, you know what it's yeah. like. It's like transfer deadline day. They'll wait for the last minute. He says, we all want it cancelled. No, we don't, Lou. Just you lot, unless you're Mickey Mouse. So just do the sensible thing. People like you, Lou. Don't class us all in the same boat, please, mate. Uh, Adam West Ham Levitt, he says, Hi, guys. He loves the show, but you should change <coughs> Claret and Hugh to Carrot and Poo because when you go there, like getting Carrot on the stick, you just give your shit, keep up the good work, work irons. He's not a lover Oi. of Claret and Hugh, Sean. Uh, and Stelios is back again. <coughs> Our favourite Greek, even though he's not Greek, it's the Cyprus. Uh, now that Boris has made it very clear that you should go to work, but not go to work, but should you self-isolate, but only with people you know, but if you can't, don't self-isolate unless you can. Do you think footballers should wear isolation outfits on the field of play? Personally, still, yes. quickly, I'll get him first. I like the idea of putting him in them round, round like, you know, bubble wrap things and where they run around and play football and bounce off each other. Now, wouldn't yeah, that? Be I did funny? an article on that. Oh, I did an article on that. Of course, you did. On Claire and Hugh. Yeah, them sphere things. Yeah. Don't you think that's funny when you watch people playing football like that? Because yeah. they fall over and never get injured. I mean, even Andy Carroll yeah. would last 90 minutes wearing it's one of them. It's dangerous. When we're in Prague, oh. we, this was on George's. We did play that. And I tell you what, they're really dangerous. Did you have a drink when you played it? No, it was early in the morning. Oh. We were hungover, though. All right. And thus end if. I've got a quick question for you. Quick. I've just got an email in the last few minutes from Florida Hammer. He says, hope you're well, my friend. Staying safe, blah, blah, blah. Just wanted to check you're okay because you don't post on West Ham till I die a lot and I don't frequent C&H these days. Uh, I enjoy listening to you on the podcast. Enjoy your efforts. You are a true supporter and I greatly appreciate by the Hammers community at large. Thank you, Florida Hammer. Um, do you still write for West Ham's Sunday every Thursday, Nigel? No, because people keep knocking my Thursday slot, so I gave up bleeding looking in. That's why. Oh. You know, I'm a well, bit, maybe I need to I'm a come bit back into and I, and I, I was very protective of my Thursday slot, and then I turned up, and the next two yeah. weeks were taken. So I was like, well, I don't right. think I'll bother then if, if someone else is going right. to well, we're, we're We're almost at the two-hour point. We've got uh, a minute and a half. Two so predictions, predictions quickly. When will football restart? I'm going to go for the 17th of June. Len? Um, July the 1st. All right. Nigel. Uh, no, can't even. You think my date? Uh, I, I'll go July the 5th. Okay. All right. A little bit poignant. I have been Sean. Len has been... Drawing while pretending to listen to Sean. And Nigel has been... Running low on battery. (laughs) That's all the time we have. It's almost right on the two-hour mark. Oh, quickly. Bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Modern Lens. Mix that was... Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. The season, even though... Calls it the Zimbabwe season. That's right. Come on, you irons. Imagine the city of
good effort to uh, Jimmy Fallon for the funeral. Oh, no. oh, I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 